Hello, everyone. This is Connecting Faith and Life, and I am Mr. Brown with Proclaim Ministries, helping you connect faith and life. And this podcast is about just practical conversations about helping you connect faith that we believe and life that we live every day. And I think those two should be synonymous. As a kid growing up, I may have mentioned this before, I didn't live that way. I lived a disconnected life, that my faith was over here in a bucket, my life was over here in other compartments, and those are separated too. I live a very compartmentalized life. We want to create resources to help you connect faith and life, not just about social issues. Yes, we'll talk to those because I think our faith does dictate how we live our life, and it should. It should dictate. It should Form. It should our lives should be conformed to our faith, as it says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you. Yeah, that's King James, baby. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be ye, but be ye, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You can read it in the ESV too, but that's the purpose of what we're trying to do um, with this podcast, with our videos and all things we do. So if you don't already subscribe to our YouTube channel, do that on youtube.com slash Proclaim Ministries. You don't, you haven't downloaded our app, just go to ProclaimMinistries.com and download our app or your app store and look for Proclaim Ministries. You will find it all there. But this episode, I want to talk about worry, worrying, worrying. <laughs> we'll talk about worry, a million dollars, and why I don't want either one of them, I think. I know I don't want worry. A million dollars, I want it if I'm prepared for it. But let me explain why. You know, I did a, a thought of the day not too long ago about worry, where I talked about Jesus telling us not to be anxious for anything in Matthew chapter 6. Let's look at that real quick. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus talks about not or teaches us not to worry. Part of the Sermon on the Mount, I think it's important is our faith. Jesus tells us why we shouldn't worry. I think the video I did was entitled uh, "Worrying is for This is for the Birds," because worrying is for the birds. Because even the birds know not to worry, because they seek God for their sustenance, everything they need, and God provides it for them. God also provides from lilies of the field. So, in Matthew chapter six, starting at verse number twenty-five, it says this: "Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life." what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It is not, is not life more than food and body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more value of more value than they? And which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his lifespan or span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like the like one of these. Verse 30. But if God, who clothes the, gra clothes the grass of the field today, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But, gives advice about what to do instead of being anxious, instead of worrying. But, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, I believe that. That is my faith. I believe that I, I should not worry. I can trust God. However, I found myself worrying, and it was so funny because I was laying in bed at night, right before I went to bed, and we're laying there, and I, I think sometimes, and I kind of reflect over my day, kind of, and I shouldn't do that because sometimes I, I stay up too late. I start thinking about all the things I need to do, and then it's over. I, I can't even go to sleep. But this night I was thinking, and I was laying there, and all of a sudden I felt some cool air, and I heard the air conditioner come on. You know that, mm, the fan, and I'm like, 
I started to worry because if the air conditioning is coming on at night, it's hot and it gets hot here in Reading. It gets really hot here in Reading. And like yesterday was 102 degrees. It gets hot. And I was telling my wife, my favorite time of the year is spring and fall. And this is the reason why I don't have to use the air conditioning. <laughs> we had a very mild winter. It wasn't cold. We didn't have to turn on our heat. I don't think we turned on our heat maybe once or twice this whole winter. And and I hadn't had to turn on air conditioning either. It's been really nice. But now it's 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 almost June and uh it's warming up, and I'm like, I start to hear the air conditioning. I start to feel the cold air. I'm like, it's too cold in here. Turn, turn it up some, right? Because I'm worrying. I'm be honest. I'm worrying about the electric bill. I'm worrying about getting that electric bill that's five hundred, sometime almost six hundred dollars a month. Versus now, it's still expensive. Now, like two hundred something dollars a month, still expensive. But I'm like, man, what are we gonna do? I mean, the, the bills are coming. It's gonna be expensive, and it's hot, and all, and I start to worry start to get a little anxious about it. And I failed to remember last summer. I failed to remember all the other summers before where God provided for us and God continues to provide for us. And I, I just felt like slapping myself because I'm, I'm getting into the worrying thing and then I'm, I'm mad at myself for worrying, <laughs> but I need to simply trust God. And uh, I just, I just realized that about myself. I was, I'm, I, I need to not listen to the air conditioner for one. But even more than that, keep looking to God. When I, I feel the cool air, I should be thankful. I should be grateful. God, I, we have air conditioning. It's working. Kind of reminds me of a story recently. I uh, uh, saw this post on Instagram. This guy, all these people were posting about the gas prices, and they were taking videos or pictures and complaining about the gas prices. And he got out his phone. He started the same thing. But then he realized, God, thank you that I have enough money to pay for gas. There's people who don't have enough money, but you've blessed me enough. I have enough resources to pay for even higher gas prices. And I don't think he was saying he likes the high gas prices, but he was changing his mindset to think, you know what? God, thank you. And I think that is a, a great way to connect faith in life. Like, yes, this life thing is not good. This life thing is bad right now. It's not comfortable. It's uncomfortable. I don't want to pay extra. However, I need to make sure that my faith informs my, my life reality, that I am grateful that I have enough money to pay for. I'm grateful that, God, you have, uh, you have always provided. You will continue to provide. And, and I need to remember that. And so I, I'm at that point now. I'm getting over it. And his other thing. So I, I, I realized that about myself. I was worrying about that. But then I'll start, start to worry about our team, the Choose Well Group, which includes Proclaim Ministries, the Choose Well Program, Life with the Browns, all things we're trying to do. Just check us out at choosewellgroup.com. Um, we're growing. Our team is growing. And we've got several people editing videos for us. Um, one in Germany. I can brag. I have an a international uh, team member. Uh, so uh, we're growing and we're, getting, we're doing a lot of things. And then I begin to worry, man. It's not just me. I'm raising support for Proclaim Ministries. And I'm also working at these schools, trying to get contracts to to supply their needs too, to pay them for the good work that they do and the hard work they do. And I start to worry and I start to think, man, if I had a million dollars, I would be so much better. If I had a million dollars in the bank, then I knew that I had enough money to pay the team members, to grow, to get some new team members, then I would be I would I would be better. And then I felt this slight conviction. If I had a million dollars in the bank, what would I be trusting? If I did have that a million dollars and I begin to trust it, is it worth it? No, I don't I don't want the million dollars to, to what becomes my foundation and my trust. Because guess what? God is more valuable than a million dollars. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, it says in Psalms, right? Um, I think David said he's never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. I remember that from preachers way back in Mount Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church. They would always quote that verse. And the idea is God is faithful. He's going to 
supply our needs. And I love what he says at the end here when Jesus at Sermon on the Mount, when he ended talking about not worrying, and he says this, but instead of being anxious about your clothes, about supplying your needs, instead of doing that, you should do this. He says, but seek ye first, verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, all these things you're worried about, all these other things will be added unto you. And I think about that, that that doesn't mean all the things that, that, that I want necessarily, but things that I need. And God has supplied my needs. And the greatest need I have is him. And I think for me to make sure I'm dependent upon him and not what I see in the bank, not what I see, what I can control. It can be so easy to make those things idle. Money become a, can become an idol very, very easily. And I was talking to my wife about this before I recorded this and say, listen, I don't, I mean, yes, it'd be great to have even $100,000 or $200,000 in our ministry budget or, you know, have that money in the bank that we know we have people to pay. But at the same time, I don't want that in place of trusting God. And, and maybe God will put that in our bank account one day when I grow up enough to trust him with that and not make that my idol. And God, please, I, I, my prayers, there's a verse that says, uh, don't give me riches, don't make me poor because I don't want to beg. I don't want to basically defame your name, I believe it says. Proverbs chapter 30, starting at verse 7, he says this, two things I ask of you, deny me not, deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty or riches. Feed me with the food that is my need, that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or at least I be poor, at least I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. So I think for me, I'm taking away from this is I don't want to desire either of those things. I definitely don't want, don't want to be a liar. I don't want to seek falsehood. I don't want to be that. I want God to give me what is for me. What is needful for me? I don't want too much money because I don't want that to, to fight that I would deny him. I would make that my idol. And listen, God has blessed some people. I don't, and I think sometimes in, in Christian circles, we think money's bad. It's, it's bad to be wealthy. No, you can do a lot with money. But the sad thing is kind of like being in a, a canoe in the water. You know, it's good to be in the canoe in the water, but it's not to be good to have that water in the canoe, right? And, and it's our purpose. Some people get money and that money becomes what they're all about. That they worship money becomes their idol. But God is blessed. I met a lot of great Christians who are wealthy, who are very wealthy. And sometimes you can't even tell. I mean, you just look at them. They're not driving the fanciest cars, but they are doing so much with their, their wealth and their influence to build the kingdom of God. So I think we, I don't believe this narrative that Christians need to be spiritual and be broke at the same time. We don't have to be broke um, to be spiritual. But for me, I'm saying, God, don't allow me to let this money, these resources become my idol. Cause I, and I know me. I mean, I could, I could imagine if I had a million dollars right now, what would I do? I, God, pr I pray that I would not blow it. I would not defame your name. I would not begin to trust in it. Um, same thing with popularity and fame. I don't want that. I don't want that for, I don't want it to become an idol. And it's funny because going on these campuses, these schools, these kids are asking for my autograph. I mean, literally, I have videos of kids, and maybe we'll put one in the clip here. Kids just surrounding me, asking for my autograph. And I'm like, why? It doesn't, doesn't value anything. But I give it to them because, listen, if I can encourage them, if they remember the message, I have these little cards I give out to have little statements on them, including when you make better choice, live better life, all kind of statements to help them remember the message. I want to follow up the message, but it's not about me. So I need to stop worrying and trusting God instead, not desire this money to replace my hope, my trust in the Lord. I mean, think about that, that I would exchange the God of the universe and trust it in following him for money. 
that as we as we're finding out loses its value all the time right <laughs> that money that the value of money changes all the time but the value and the worth and the, the sufficiency of god never ever changes so i, I don't want to be trusting in those things and for you it could be something else it could be the popularity it could be fame it could be your spouse it could be your kids it could be your status in the world god is better than all of those things and so as a practical thought i want to make sure i am trusting in god let me give you one more verse real quick, and uh, and we'll be done with this this episode of Connecting Faith and Life. Because as I think about what Jesus said, also makes me think about what Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 4. And by the way, uh, we do need your support in ministry. If you have a million dollars, pray. If God wants you to donate a million dollars to us, and if God leads you to that, then maybe God is saying, hey, this ministry, you can you can deal with that. Because a million dollars wouldn't be mine anyway, it'd be the ministries. But whatever you can give, we really appreciate your support. So please donate to Proclaim Ministries. Just visit ProclaimMinistry.com slash donate. Um, and we have a lot of things we want to do to help people connect faith in life, including a Philippians series I'm working on. We already have the outline. I just got to get some time in the studio to, to work on. It's a Bible study using the Bible project, and you can use that as a platform to go verse by verse or section by section through the book of Proverbs, not Proverbs, through the book of Philippians. We already did Proverbs a long time ago. Um, do Philippians because there's so much in there about considering others and putting others first, and there's so much in Philippians. But here in Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 4, he says this, Rejoice in the Lord again, I say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but, see, always get the but after the worry part. Don't be anxious, don't worry, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And look at the promise in verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. So instead of worrying, I need to seek the kingdom of God, Jesus says. But Paul continues this thought, says instead of being worried, anxious, don't worry, but but pray about everything. Worry about nothing. I should go over here. Worry about nothing and pray about everything. You know, I've been making other videos, and one of the, one of my editors, our editors on the team said that I've moved my hands this way, and they're trying to put words on the screen, so they should go this way. So let me try it again to make sure I get it right. Worry about nothing, pray about everything, right? So worry about nothing, but pray about everything. And I think the idea of me stopping worrying and saying, God, in a moment when I'm in bed and I hear the air conditioner come on at night, God, thank you. First of all, thank you, because he says, listen, he says, the way you should pray, he says, worry about nothing, but pray about everything. Those are my words. But he says this, he says, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be named on to God. So instead of being worried and being anxious, I should say, God, thank you that I'm feeling the cool air, that the air conditioner actually works because one year it stopped working in the middle of summer. Thankfully, I was by myself. My kids were at the beach with the Nana and Grandpa, and so was so was uh, my wife. But it was hot for three days in our house. I mean, hot, 107 degrees outside, no air conditioning. So instead of worrying about paying the electric bill, I need to say, God, thank you that it works. And I bring my concerns to you, God. I'm kind of nervous and worried a little bit, concerned about this uh, the bill. But thank you that you are providing air conditioning and you've provided in the past. I can look back over the years and see your faithfulness throughout my life. I mean, and that's one thing I want to always consider to look back. I don't, I don't want to I don't want to focus back and be just living in the past, but I need to glance back and say, you know what, God, you are faithful now. You've been you've been faithful then, you're faithful now. And I'm going to do a, a video about this, but one of my favorite verses in 2 Timothy chapter 2, I think it's verse 13, it says, when we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Man, I mean, understanding that God is faithful to himself. He's faithful to me. I get to experience it, but it's really about God. He's going to accomplish the work he began in our lives. It says in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, but I need to understand that. 
And I think, and please, if, if this message, you relate with this, I don't want you leaving with guilt and, and beating yourself up. That's not of God. I think God wants to, the Holy Spirit, his job is to convict us and convince us of our moving forward. It's not a, it's not a condemnation because the Bible says in Romans, there's no condemnation of those in Christ Jesus. So it is a pricking. Is that the right word? It's a prompting. It's a moving in the right direction that I am. I, I, I see my error. I, I feel a conviction. And now I'm, I'm confident to move forward in God, that I don't have to stay there. Well, yes, I've been worrying. I've been worried about the bills and, try, and seeking to maybe trust in money, not trusting God. God, I repent. I turn from that. And I'm trusting you because you're much better. God, you are much better than all those other things. When we pray, we say, God, with thanksgiving, thank you. Let my request be made known to God. And when I do that, when I seek him, the peace of God, understanding, because what happens is this. I believe when we pray, we begin to see things rightly. I believe we engage with God and the Holy Spirit will begin to help us clean our glasses. I was right before I started this, I had to clean my glasses because they were kind of foggy, kind of fuzzy. And I think it helps us to start seeing clearly that with thanksgiving, let my request be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. And sometimes things just don't make sense. I made a video about that recently, a uh, thought of the day. Sometimes God doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to my natural senses what God is doing and how he chooses to do it. It's up to God. And so I need to simply stop worrying, but seek God, seek the kingdom of God, seek his righteousness. And also I need to pray, seek God in prayer. When I'm sense myself, in the state of, you know what, if I had a million dollars, God, I got more than a million dollars. I got you. <laughs> I got you. You are, I am with you. You're with me. You got me covered. A million dollars is probably not even enough if I really think about it. But God, you're great in all that. And when it comes to my AC, God, thank you for the AC. It's working. I'm cool. And let me go to sleep in a cool bed. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. And I need to look back sometime and say, God, you've been faithful. You are faithful now. You've been faithful in the past. And I can walk day by day with you knowing you're going to fulfill your desires. Because guess what? If the AC goes out, guess what, God? I still have you. If I don't have enough money to pay the bill and they shut it off, guess what? I still have you. And I need to follow you no matter what. And so for me, that is practical idea of connecting faith in life. And let me say this too before I go. I feel, I feel like a preacher now, you know. In, in closing, right? Um, <laughs> The idea that I trust God in all those situations. And it's a day-by-day, step-by-step trusting God, walking with the Lord. That's why I like when Paul uses the language of walking in faith and, and walking with the Lord and because and, it's a step-by-step. I don't have to have the next couple days figured out. I have today. I, I walk in these moments every single day. You don't have to have figured out what's going to happen next year. I figured out that, listen, I trust you, God, because there are no promises. I could die today. And guess what? I get to be with the Lord. We got it covered. Matter of fact, I'm going to do another thing about everything's going to be all right later. But I want to end this podcast right now uh, because I think uh, it's time to end it. But I appreciate it. I don't want to just drone on. But hopefully you got something out of it today about the idea of practically trusting God and walking in faith. Um, the idea that I was worrying, worrying, and I can barely say worrying, <laughs> worry a million dollars. And I don't want either of them because I want God. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Connecting Faith and Life. I am Mr. Brown. Please check out our website, ProclaimInitiative.com, and you can share this episode with somebody. We are on, on podcast. This is a podcast, so we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. So please share. Spare, share it on your Facebook feed. Share it on Instagram so people can hear the truth and be helping them connect faith and life. 
Uh, I got some other things I'm working on too as well. Uh, I got a whole series of, of the gospel and and plain language. Just I'm, I'm trying to reach students with this. Uh, I've already recorded seven videos, but I, I think it hopefully can help anybody. Um, so check that out as well. But visit our website, ProclaimMinistry.com. And thank you for joining me for this episode of Connecting Faith and Life with Proclaim Ministries, helping you connect faith and life. Mm-hmm.